Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 252, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, and this is the very last palindromic episode of all 260, and it's another Moose Day Tuesday. So today, let's moo like you've just discovered a shocking secret about your best friend. Ready? Three, two, one, and go. Moo! Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So Marvin, how's your Tuesday going? Still battling Pokemoos? Oh well Dave, I actually have exciting moves on that. Yeah, it turns out there's another game you can play on your phone called Pokemoo Go. And yeah, as you go places in real life, you can find Pokemoos and capture them. Oh wow, well yeah, that does sound like fun. Yeah, I just found a jiggly calf outside. <laughs> okay, I see. Well, is a jiggly calf a good Pokemoo? Oh, they're okay, but he'll be better when he evolves into a wiggly heifer. Well, I guess that makes sense. But, Dave, let's hit it. We had everything going crazy in Ephesus yesterday, huh? Yep, that's right, Marvin. So, Paul moves on from there. And he travels a bit more around that region, and he's preaching. And, in fact, there's one story where Paul is upstairs teaching, and he goes on late into the night. And then there's this young man called Eutychus who's sitting in the window listening. But Paul goes on for so long that poor old Eutychus falls asleep and falls backwards out of the window. And I'm afraid he dies. Oh, no! But Paul rushes down to him, puts his arms around him, and by the Holy Spirit, brings him back to life. Oh, hooray! (laughs) Yeah, that one's a happy story. But like was mentioned yesterday, Paul feels that God is calling him to leave this area and to go back to Jerusalem. And so he says goodbye to the believers in Ephesus, and he sets out for there. Now, on his way, a prophet named Agabus comes to meet Paul. And he takes Paul's belt, and he kind of ties himself up with it and says, This is what's going to happen in Jerusalem to Paul. The Jewish leaders will tie you up like this and hand you over to the Gentiles. Oh, gosh. Here we go again, Dave, huh? Yeah, I'm afraid so. And, of course, Paul's friends are all saying, Paul, just don't go there. Stay away from Jerusalem. Stay away from the danger. But Paul says, look, I'm ready to be tied up for Jesus. I'm ready to die for Jesus. So if that's God's plan, then so be it. I'm going. And so he does. And so that's where we're going to jump back into the story today. Okay, great. Well, who's reading for us, Dave? Today, it's our old friend Rona. Oh, hi, Rona. Hi, everyone. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 21, verse 17 to 36. When we arrived in Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters gave us a warm welcome. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James. All the elders were there. Paul greeted them. Then he reported everything God had done among the Gentiles through his work. When they heard this, they praised God. Then they spoke to Paul. Brother, they said, you see that thousands of Jews have become believers. All of them try very hard to obey the law. They have been told that you teach Jews to turn away from the law of Moses. You teach this to the Jews who live among the Gentiles. They think that you teach those Jews not to circumcise their children. They think that you teach them to give up our Jewish ways. What should we do? They will certainly hear that you have come. So do what we tell you. There are four men with us who have made a promise to God. Take them with you. Join them in the Jewish practice that makes people pure and clean. Pay their expenses so they can have their heads shaved. Then everyone will know that these reports about you are not true in any way. 
they will know that you yourself obey the law. We have already given written directions to the believers who are not Jews. They must not eat food that has been offered to statues of gods. They must not drink blood. They must not eat the meat of animals that have been choked to death. And they must not commit sexual sins. The next day Paul took the men with him. They all made themselves pure and clean in the usual way. Then Paul went to the temple. There he reported the date when the days of cleansing would end. At that time the proper offering would be made for each of them. The seven days of cleansing were almost over. Some Jews from Asia Minor saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and grabbed Paul. Fellow Israelites, help us, they shouted. This is the man who teaches everyone in all places against our people. He speaks against our law and against this holy place. Besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple. He has made this holy place unclean. They said this because they had seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, in the city with Paul. They thought Paul had brought him into the temple. The whole city was stirred up. People came running from all directions. They grabbed Paul and dragged him out of the temple. Right away, the temple gates were shut. The people were trying to kill Paul. But news reached the commander of the Roman troops. He heard that people were making trouble in the whole city of Jerusalem. Right away he took some officers and soldiers with him. They ran down to the crowd. The people causing the trouble saw the commander and his soldiers, so they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested Paul. He ordered him to be held with two chains. Then he asked who Paul was and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing, some another. But the commander couldn't get the facts because of all the noise. So he ordered that Paul be taken into the fort. Paul reached the steps. Then the mob became so wild that he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, Get rid of him. Thanks, Rena. So, Dave, Paul went with some guys to get their hair cut? Oh, well, here comes the professor. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Professor, these guys were just getting a short back in sides or what? Ah, yes, yes, the haircutting. Hmm. I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before. Have we, Dave? Oh, Professor, we've done 252 of these now, so your guess is as good as mine. Okay, well, you see, these men, they had taken a Nazarite vow, yeah? This is a vow, a promise that the Jews would take to dedicate themselves to God for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah, you can read about it in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, but yeah, it was a way of saying to God, this time is specially for you. And during that time, they wouldn't cut their hair, and they wouldn't drink any wine or anything made from the grapes, and they couldn't go near a dead body either, yeah? And then at the end of that time, they would shave their heads, and they would bring a sacrifice to the temple. So you see, Marvin, by Paul being part of this, he was showing that he wasn't against the law of Moses, like the people were saying. He wasn't anti-Jewish. 
He was Jewish, you see? Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, thanks, Professor. But yep, even though Paul does that, just like yesterday, it all goes a bit nuts. Some men who have arrived from the places that Paul had been traveling on all his journeys, well, they see him and they tell lies about him and people think that he's brought Gentiles into the courts of the temple where they weren't allowed to be. Uh, And none of that is true, but what's true doesn't really matter. And Paul would probably have been killed by this mob if the Romans hadn't got involved and pulled him away. Oh yeah, Dave, just like yesterday, God used people who didn't know that they were being used, huh? But Dave, gosh, wherever Paul has gone, there sure have been a lot of people who did not like him much, huh? No, Paul suffered a lot of people's hatred. And that can't have been easy. None of us like it when there's somebody that hates us. And Paul didn't just have one or two. He had hundreds of people wanting to kill him in several different cities. But like I said, Paul had told his friends he was ready to die for Jesus. As far as Paul was concerned, Jesus was worth getting stoned and flogged and put in prison and, if necessary, even getting killed for. He had met with Jesus on that road to Damascus. He knew what was true. And there was nothing that anyone could do to him that would make him give up and turn away from his saviour Jesus. Oh, yeah, he sure proved that he believed that. Yep, he did. Now, a few days ago, Marvin, we prayed that God would give us a faith that could praise him even when bad things happen. Today, let's pray for a faith like Paul's that is unshakable. That like Paul, even if we had hundreds of people yelling at us, hating us, wanting us dead even, a faith that would still say, it doesn't matter, I'm sticking with my saviour Jesus who died to save me. Oh yeah, I know that's how I want to be, Dave. Yeah, me too, Marvin, for sure. So, well, we'll leave it there for today. We'll be back tomorrow to hear what happened to Paul next. Okay, well, bye everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.